0: Shabbat, the Sabbath, is the most supernatural thing we can learn because it connects us to the miracles of Jesus, who is the Lord of what? The Sabbath. All right, read with me in Genesis chapter 1, and we'll just start at the very end of, of chapter 1, verse 31. God's just created the heavens, He just created the earth, He's just created everything. And he created man. Then God saw everything that he made, and indeed it was what? Very good. Now look at me a second, because God never intended any of us to be sick. God never intended any of us to be broke. God never intended us, any of us to just get by. When God created everything, all right, somebody say everything. Everything is done. Everything's done. That includes gold and silver. That includes fruit and vegetables. Everything's done, and it's all good. Say amen. Now you've got to realize that to desire a nice house, to desire to be happy, to desire a a home full of joy. That is a good thing ordained by God, prepared for you and I through Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? amen? My Father wants me blessed. Everything God created in this earth was good. Not only good, but very good. Now look at the next part. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So God on Sunday, God created good stuff. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, God created everything that was good. But that sixth day ended on Friday night. Right now, you and I are already into the Sabbath. Now look at chapter 2 verse 1 thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were what all right now look at me God's made the mountains he's made the oceans he's made the fish he's made the birds he's made the trees he's made the apples he made the gold he made the oysters he made the pearls he made the the cows and he made the horses and he made the lions and he made the elk and he made everything and he said I'm done Right? It's all done. It's all done. But look at this. And on the seventh day, God ended his work. Now, those of you that have been around, you understand, but I want everyone to understand how important this is. And I'm going to show you some things that's going to astound you. God finished everything by Friday evening. But then the Bible almost sounds like it contradicts itself And it said God finished everything and it's all good, but then he ended his work on the seventh day. So in other words, after he created everything, there was still something he was doing that he ended the next day. Are you with me? All right, now look at this. Which he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. We have been told for almost 2,000 years that God changed his mind on one of the Ten Commandments. Now I want you to go with me real quick. You can keep your finger there if you want. Go with me to Exodus chapter 20. Moses, Israel's been delivered out of Egypt. Their enemy has been destroyed They're at Mount Sinai, and God speaks to them and gives them the ten what? Read with me in Exodus chapter 20. Look at just verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You nor your sons, nor your daughter, nor your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is in, within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all them that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now look at me. I'm going to give you more information than most pastors know. There is not one scripture... Not one in all of the Bible that says God changed the Sabbath which he commands you and I to remember and keep. There's not one scripture in all the Bible that says God changed it from Saturday into the day the pagans worship the sun. Can I take you a little bit further? There is no historical record of anybody that believed in Jesus leaving Saturday, the Sabbath, and worshiping on Sunday until around 100 years after the resurrection of Jesus. Not one thing. So for 100 years, nobody, and I'm going to show you in a minute, including Jesus, nobody broke this commandment to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. How many of you have ever told your children to brush their teeth? If they brush their teeth, does that make you love them more or less? No. So they brush their teeth for your good or their good? For their good. That's why God said and I'm going to prove it to you here in a little bit, remember the Sabbath. And I'm going to show you where Jesus said the Sabbath was not, man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. The church, and I've got nothing against Catholics, but the Catholic church, over 300 years after the resurrection of Jesus, decreed that God has given us the permission to change his word. And we are changing the day we worship God, the day God does miracles for us, we are changing that by our own decree. Now the question was, what gives you the right to change the word of God? The answer is, We are God's representation, and what we say supersedes the Scriptures. Now, we're shocked by that, but yet the church teaches that Sunday, that's the day Jesus was resurrected. Jesus was resurrected on the first day. God said, remember the seventh day and keep it holy. Now, that doesn't mean we can't meet on Sunday. We can meet on Sunday. We can get soul saved on Sunday. We can learn the Word of God on Sunday. We can fellowship on Sunday. But God said, and I'm going to show you why here in a minute. God said, when that sun goes down on Friday, I want you to welcome in the Sabbath bride. I want you to welcome in. Now, we're not talking about ritual. We're talking about moving into something that will bring the supernatural power of God into your life. In six days, God created everything to bless us. The earth is the Lord's and everything that's in it. The government doesn't own America. Microsoft doesn't own America. America. Your boss doesn't own your job. The Father in heaven owns it all. And he said, it's all good and it's for you. He made it all. And on the seventh day, he finished. He made it all, but he finished something on the seventh day. And that's why we've got to quit reading it with the eyes of a Gentile and read it as the eyes of a Jew. You go back to the Torah, the sages, the scholars. What did God finish? On the seventh day, God created rest. Now, rest is not what we think of it. I know most of you know this, but I want everybody to catch up. God said, let there be light. God said, let there be mountains. God spoke it. God didn't build anything or work on anything. He just spoke it into existence. God did not have to take... The Sabbath off to rest up for Monday. When we think God and God rested, in the English translation, God rested means God sat down and 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 rested up so he could work hard again on Monday. That's not what it means. The word rest in Hebrew is the word menuha. He leads me beside still waters. He makes me lie down in green pastures. That's the same word, menuha. Okay, the word rest, the word menuha means blessing and joy and peace and prosperity and health and happiness. Everything to make us happy, God created in six days. By the time the sun went down on Friday night. On the seventh day, he created the blessing, and this is why he commands us, remember the Sabbath and keep it, because that is the day I have chosen to connect your work, your prayers, your labor with my blessing. Now, I want you to grab a hold of that, because I'm going to show you some things that's going to blow your mind here. I'm going to show you things that's not been taught for almost 2,000 years. Look at look at Hebrews chapter 4, starting with verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering into his... Look at me. A promise for you to enter into his joy, his peace, his health, his healing, his happiness, his prosperity... Jesus didn't come. Listen, when we go to heaven, we're not going to sit on a cloud and play a harp. How boring would that be? We're going to be ruling and reigning with Christ. Right? That is a, 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 in the future, God wants that same thing. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. We're to be. In in heaven, is there going to be any sickness? Is there going to be any poverty? Is there going to be any need? No. And that is, this earth is a shadow for the believers of God for things to come. What have we been missing? We've been missing the revel, my people, destroyed for what reason? I command you, remember the Sabbath and keep it. Why? So that I can bring all that I've created in this world and I can bring that blessing into your life. Look at it again. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering into his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to come short of it. Up until about 10, 12 years ago, nobody told me about the Sabbath blessing, and so I was coming up short of it. Oh, I was seeing some good things, but I'm seeing gooder things now. And it's look at me, it's not an accident. The truth you understand will do what? Set you free. Look at verse 2. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter into his rest, as he said. So I swore in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundations of the world. Look at me. He said, I told those people... I told them everything I made was good, but you've got to remember the Sabbath and keep it. And they forgot and they missed, even though I've created from the foundations of the earth, they missed it because they forgot about my Sabbath. You want more? It gets better. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. Now look at me. This is New Testament. And he said, there's some people I've told the same thing I'm telling you. And they missed it. Don't you miss it? Look at what it says again. For he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. God rested on the seventh day from all of his works. And again in this place, they shall not enter into my rest. You can stick your arm out the window if it's raining and your hand will get wet. But you can walk under the downpour and get soaked. God doesn't want us getting sprinkled. He wants to soak us in the blessing of God. This world was created for the children of God. And you are a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. Now watch this. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it. And those who... Uh, and if you notice, the word "must" is what it is written in what, which means italics, which means what? Man added that, so it really says there are there are there remains some who will enter into it. There are some whose eyes are going to be open, and there see man wrote that. Well, there's some who's going to be told you've got to keep the Sabbath. You don't have to keep the Sabbath, and again. He, everybody look at that word he. That small or, small H or capital H means who? God. God designates a certain day. Doesn't matter what the Pope says. Doesn't matter what the nuns say. Doesn't matter what Pastor Sounding Brass or Bishop Tinkling Cymbal says. Doesn't matter what the television evangelist says. God said, I have a certain day. And this is the day I have said, remember it and keep it. And some of you are going to do it. Today, after such a long time as it had been said, today if, everybody shout if, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Now look at me. How many believe that if God's speaking to you, you ought not harden your heart? Right? You ought not harden your heart. Why? Because he's a good God. He's running to and fro looking for somebody he can be strong in their behalf. My God is not a taker. My God is a giver. So if God's speaking to you, don't harden your heart. If God's speaking to you to sow a seed, don't harden your heart because he'll be no man's debtor. Isn't that right? If God's speaking to you, don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Don't go marry that guy. God's got a Christian man for you. Isn't that right? Well, if all of those things are true, that we ought not harden our heart on any of those things, how much more should we not harden our heart on the thing he's talking about? And the thing he's talking about when he says don't harden your heart is remembering the Sabbath and keep it. For he has designated a certain day. Now listen to me. People are going to say, ah, oh, Pastor Larry, he's teaching legalism. I don't, uh, it's, uh, we are saved by grace. The same preachers, because I was one of them, who will say, we're not under the curse of the law. Those same preachers will say, now don't forget, a tenth is a large. The same preachers who say, we're not under the curse of the law, and we're not under the curse of the law. We're under the blessing of the law. They'll pick and choose. Now don't forget Sunday. Because that, that's the Lord's day. Sunday's the day we meet. Sunday's the day. Sunday's fishing day. Sunday's teaching day. But the Lord's day is not Sunday. The Lord's day is today. Can I give you more? Look at this. Verse 8. For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains, therefore, there remains. There is for you the rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest, his being a capital H. For he, small h, look at me, you and I, who enter into his rest, which is, well, I've got Jesus. That's right. And I'm going to show you, Jesus said, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. And those who enter into his designated day. Are you getting this thing? He was entered in his rest, has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Now look at verse 11, what Paul is saying. Paul, who's the apostle to who? Paul's the apostle to who? The Gentiles. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that menuha. Be diligent to enter that prosperity, that healing, that joy, that peace, that blessing. Lest anyone fall after the same example of disobedience. Now look at me. Paul said, there's a day. It's an appointed time. It's a supernatural appointment where all of your work from Sunday to Monday... Listen, one of the reasons I keep the Sabbath is everybody that we've got to lead to the Lord on Sunday is getting sealed by the supernatural power of God. Every offering you've given on Sunday, I'm praying the Sabbath blessing to seal that every day. Do I have to do it only if I want the designated day's power to be released? Now look at this next verse. Every Christian knows this. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrows, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to his eyes of him who must give account. Right? Okay? The word of God is sharper and, and stronger and more powerful, right? Every Christian knows that. But connected to what he's talking about, there is a day. There is a day that is designated. Well, nobody taught me that. Nobody taught me I could get delivered from drugs. But once I heard the truth, the truth set me free. They told my mom and dad, your son's a drug addict. He'll die a drug addict. That's what the world said. But the truth came and took me to a higher ground. Somebody ought to shout amen. Look at it again. For the word of God. What word of God? Well, all the word of God, yes, but what's he talking about? There is designated a certain day. Be diligent to enter into that menu high. God has given us a day to take all of our work and all of our labor and all of our prayers and enter in from a, from a world of natural to a supernatural anointed point of time with God. Somebody say amen. amen. Jesus kept the Sabbath. Can I give you some more things? Go with me to Matthew chapter 11. Is anybody getting this? If I can teach you only one thing besides receiving Jesus, it would be remember the Sabbath and keep it. Remember the Sabbath and keep it. Why? Because it is the hidden key to the miracles that Jesus paid for by his blood. Look at look at Matthew chapter 11. Verse, uh, let's see, where am I? Verse 28. Jesus is speaking and he says, Come unto me, all you that are labor, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you menuha. I will give you Sabbath rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find Rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What's Jesus saying? He said, it's simple. I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. i paid the price. Come unto me who is the Lord of the Sabbath. All you who are Gentiles, who have been grafted in, who believe in the ten, not the nine commandments, the ten commandments... Remember and keep the Sabbath, and the Sabbath is not Sunday. The Sabbath is not the first day of the week. The Sabbath is the seventh day of the week, and you and I who find that will find the blessing of God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Somebody say amen. Okay, can I give you something else? In the New Testament, over almost almost, not every, Because we can prove some of the days, almost every miracle that Jesus did was done on the Sabbath. Go with me to the book of Luke chapter 4. Almost every miracle that Jesus did, he did on the Sabbath. Luke chapter 4, verse 14. And then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. He'd just been up fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. He returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went throughout all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogue, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up as his custom was. He went in the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Now look at me. Jesus said, follow me, imitate me. Let me read it again. As his, capital H, his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Jesus' custom was to remember and keep the Sabbath the synagogue and the church were together for 325 years. It was Rome and Constantine that separated, turned the the believers in Jesus away from Jerusalem and had them start praying towards Rome. So in Capernaum, all right, that's this place. Now look at this. This is going to blow your mind. Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the... Look at it close. Does it say, does, that, that, does the Sabbath end with an H or with an S? What does it end with? S. S. Jesus went in not teaching on the Sabbath, but was teaching them about the Sabbaths. We've always read that Jesus was teaching here. On the Sabbath, which he was because he would have been in the synagogue on the Sabbath, but that's not what your Bible said. He wasn't only teaching on the day of the Sabbath, but on the day of the Sabbath, he was teaching them about keeping the Sabbaths. Jesus was telling them, don't miss Passover, don't miss Rosh Hashanah, don't miss Yom Kippur, don't miss the Holy Sabbath, and don't miss the seventh day. He was teaching them about all the Sabbaths because these are appointed times that he was about to shed his blood seven different places to connect us with the seventh day of Menuha, miracle power of God. Somebody ought to shout. Did you get that? Now I have to tell you, I was reading that today and I almost shouted my roof off. Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, was in the synagogue on the Sabbath, which was his custom, teaching them about the supernatural power of the seventh day. And they were astonished at his teaching. Why was Jesus teaching about the Sabbath? Look at me. There's no power in ritual. There's no power in saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our day. There's no power in that. There's power in the revelation of when Jesus said, When you pray, say, Our Father. When you pray, say, Holy is your name above all names. Come, kingdom of God. So they were in the synagogue, but they were going through it as a ritual. And Jesus said, through my blood and my resurrection, I'm about to turn this ritual into a revelation. Remember in a few days what I just taught you about the seventh day. Are you getting this? Guys, this is one of the main ingredients we've been looking for for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Can I go a little further? Verse uh, 32. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with what? Now look at me. Look at me. Why was his word with authority? He's teaching on the Sabbath. He's teaching about the Sabbath. Not only the Sabbath. For those that most of you know this, but the seventh day of the week is the Sabbath. But every high holy day is also a Sabbath. Passover is a Sabbath. Rosh Hashanah is a Sabbath. Yom Kippur is a Sabbath. Each one of these are rehearsals so that you and I can have the... Someday, we're not going to need these anymore. Someday, the rehearsal's over and the real thing will be there forever and ever and ever. But until that day, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, look at verse 33. Now, in the synagogue, there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. There's more than one of them. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know you, who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Jesus delivered this man of demon possession on the Sabbath day. Be diligent not to miss this day. I can break the demon of debt I can break the demon of addiction. I can break the demon of anger. I can break the demon of poverty. I can break every demon. There is an appointed day. Look at it. So they were all amazed and spoke among themselves saying, What a word this is. For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits to come out and they come out of him. And the report about him went into every place in the surrounding region. All right, look with me now at verse 38. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But uh, but Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made requests of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left, and immediately she rose and served them. Now when the sun was setting, ending, getting ready to end the Sabbath, all those who had any sickness with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons came out of many crying out, saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. I think it's the last the last scripture in John where it says, If if." If it was recorded, all the miracles Jesus did. Isn't it the last verse of John? If it was recorded, all the miracles Jesus did, the world couldn't hold them. But isn't it amazing... How we've not been taught on the Sabbath he cast out that devil. On the Sabbath he healed Peter's mother-in-law. On the Sabbath before the sunset, they brought him multitudes who were sick and diseased and demon-possessed. And he healed them all. And nobody's told us it was on the Sabbath. But listen to me. I don't worship S-U-N. I worship S-O-N. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. Are we doing good? Luke chapter 13. We're going to make you biblical scholars. Luke chapter 13, verse 10. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years And was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her... Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, who's bound up with legalism instead of revelation, answered with indignation because Jesus healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are how many days? Six days in which men ought to work, therefore come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath. And the Lord answered him and said, you hypocrite. You hypocrite. You hypocrite who says, we're not under the curse of the law, but a tenth is a large an offering besides. You hypocrite. Which was me. Which was me. I teach one part of the law and, and, and say well, the other part's a curse. The law has been given to us to put us on a path to lead us into the goodness and the blessing and the menu of God. Somebody say, amen. amen. Does not, let me see how far I want to go on this. Uh, You hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loosen his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead it away to water? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bondage on the on the seventh day, on the appointed time, on the particular day in which Jesus connected us from our natural world to the supernatural world by his precious blood. Somebody shout amen. amen. Go with me to Luke 14, verse 1. Now it happened as he went into the house of the rulers of the Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath. Sabbath that they watched him closely, and behold, there was a certain man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus answering spoke to the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? But they kept silent. And he took him and healed him and let him go. And then he answered them saying, which of you having a donkey or an ox that had fallen into a pit will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? And they could not answer him regarding those things. Go with me to the book of Matthew chapter 12. Isn't it amazing? Folks, I've been in the ministry 30-something years, and it wasn't until God spoke to me at Capernaum and said i'm going to teach you to reread the bible through the eyes of a jewish jesus not a gentile jesus not a protestant jesus not a catholic jesus but through a jewish jesus that i've read and taught these for over 30 years and the the the, the revelation of every word in this bible is given to us for our edification and over and over and over again he did it on the sabbath did it on the sabbath did it on the sabbath did it on the sabbath, did it on the sabbath there's a reason for that look at uh, where am I Matthew chapter 12 look at verse 9 and when he had departed from there he went into their synagogue and behold there was a man who had a withered hand we all know this scripture and they asked him saying is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him and then he said to them what man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath will not lay hold of it and lift it out. How much more valuable then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and it's restored as whole as the other one. What day was that? Sabbath. Sabbath. Now Jesus is doing two things. Now look at me. He's doing two things. Number one, he went into the synagogue, which was Jesus' custom on the Sabbath. Jesus did not. Now, every night, I don't care if I'm in a hotel room. I don't care if I'm at home. I don't care if the uh, 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 the whole family's there or I have friends over there. Wherever I am, when that sun starts to go down, I... We light the candle and we welcome the Sabbath power of God into our lives. Not because of legalism, but because, duh, I want that Sabbath power on me and you that Jesus connected us to. Go with me to John chapter 5. Every one of these scriptures we know. But nobody's pointed out the Sabbath, the Sabbath, the Sabbath, the Sabbath. John chapter 5, look at verse 1. Let's just start with verse 1. And, and this, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, which is a Sabbath. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. How many have ever heard this story? In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever entered in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Look at me here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to freak you out. He went, he went there at a feast of the Jews, which is a Sabbath. And on the feast of the Jews at a certain time an angel would stir the water Come with me where the the New Testament says that there are angels which are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation Where did this come from on the Sabbath every one of us has Two angels released into our lives and they will guard us and they will help us and they will minister to us who are the heirs of salvation. We got all kinds of pictures of, and I love, I got a picture uh, with the grandchildren of these little kids crossing a bridge and there's an almost an invisible angel standing there holding them. Those are Sabbath angels that have been waiting for 2,000 years to say, come on down. (laughs) For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man who was there who, uh, who had an infirmity, 38 years. 38 years. How many generations, how many years have the children of God not been in contact with? We've received Jesus as our Savior, but not understand what he meant when he said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. Now watch this. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he'd already been in that condition a long time, and he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered and said, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said, now watch this. He's, he's, he's really making the religious people mad. Jesus said, rise up, take your bed, and walk. Now look at me. Why did that make the, the Pharisees, the legalistic, mad? Because number one, Jesus healed him on the Sabbath. Number two, he told him to get up and carry his bed. Not supposed to work on the Sabbath. Number three, he said, go ahead and walk on home. Not supposed to travel on the Sabbath. But Jesus is about to say, no, you don't get it. The Sabbath was not made. Man was not made to serve the Sabbath the Sabbath was made to serve you. We don't, I don't welcome the Sabbath in my home on Friday night because I'm here to serve the Sabbath. I welcome the Sabbath because the Sabbath was made by God to serve me and my family and you and your family. Whew. Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. And immediately... The man was made well, took up his bed and walked, and that day was the Sabbath. Is anybody getting this? Demons are cast out, healings are taking place, restoration is taking place, all because Jesus is the one who came and connected us with the menu ha, the commandment, keep it and remember it. The Jews said to him who was cured, they went to the guy who's walking away with his bed. It is the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to carry your bed. They didn't care that the miracle was taking place. They didn't care when that through the Sabbath you started getting prosperity. All they're caring about is their tradition. But God has come to break us from tradition and take us into Revelation. Man's tradition has been nullifying the word of God. That's what it says. Your religious traditions have made the word of God of no effect. That's why Paul said in Hebrews, don't miss it like the others did. Be diligent to enter into this. Are you you getting this thing? Now watch this. And he answered them and he said, he, he answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. You're not supposed to carry your bed on the Sabbath. The one who healed me told me to walk. You didn't do nothing for me. The one who died on the cross said to remember the Sabbath. The one who had nails in his hands said, remember the Sabbath. The one who had the whip laid to his back said, remember the Sabbath. The one who they ripped the beard from his face said, remember the Sabbath. The one who they mocked and they scorned said, remember the Sabbath. And the one who rose again said, remember the Sabbath.